0: As we work through our fall championships, we have now brought ourselves to our Boys Swimming and Diving Championships. With me today is Stephanie Turner, our Administrator in Charge of Swimming and Diving. Hello. Glad to have you on your very first podcast you were on another podcast. This is your first championship preview. Yes. So, Boys Swimming and Diving is, give us the dates and locations where we're gonna be for our championships.
1: The Boys Swimming and Diving Championship, this is the 87th annual Boys State Meet. It's gonna be November 9th through the 11th at the St. Peter's RecPlex in St. Peter's, Missouri. Class one will be on Thursday and Friday, and class two will be on Friday and Saturday.
0: Okay. So two classes for boys swimming and diving. We run two back-to-back meets. With swimming and diving, are we doing those at the same time? Do we split those up? How do we handle a swimming and diving championship?
1: Yes, at the same time, but there are different sessions that we have. We have a swimming prelim session that happens first. And then we have a what we call diving break where we do our diving competition and then we go into our swimming finals.
0: Okay. And so when we say it's a diving break, actually, it's a really, really long break. It's a really, really long <laughs> break. <laughs> our state diving competition is hours long and we do it Again, as you said, between our preliminary swimming Mm -hmm. and our final swimming. Actually, we do our preliminary swimming on one day. And then one class, there's a little bit different in the way the diving happens per class. Can you explain that? So
1: for class one, we will have the prelims on Thursday morning. And then we will have the diving session on Thursday afternoon. And then the swimming finals will be Friday morning. Right, And that will wrap up class one, and then we will go into class two, where we have the prelims Friday afternoon. The diving session is Saturday
0: morning, and then the swimming finals is Saturday afternoon. Right, and so we're going to have a state diving champion in each classification, and then we're going to have champions in each individual swimming race, similar to our other individual sports. For instance, track and field, our 100-meter champion, our 200-meter champion, our discus champion, those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. So we have different races in our swim meet, but our overall team champion will be the swimming and diving champion. Can you explain how our team champion is the swimming and diving champion. So how is diving incorporated into the team aspect of our swimming and diving championships?
1: So what is going to happen is in swimming and in diving, they are scored one through 16.
0: Based on their placement.
1: Based on their placement. Right,
0: and that's their team score. So if I'm a swimmer and I come in seventh, there's a number, a point number assigned for that placement. I'm going to come in seventh. Let's say I swam in the 50 free. I got seventh. I get a point score for getting seventh, and that's applied to my team and score. And that is
1: applied to your team score. Okay. So this score that we scored is 16 in each event, first place, gets more points obviously than like an eighth place finish and then all of the finalists in the top 16 will score points for their teams so those points in each event is going to go to the team which is then accumulated throughout the meet and the more athletes that you have in events and the, the better they score the more team points that they are getting and the more chances that they have to make points and
0: then ultimately those points we end up giving trophies to the top four teams. And one of the events that you can score points with is diving. Is diving. Right. So we have swimming races. In each of those races, there are points to be had for Mm -hmm. each student athlete. Those points will be assigned to their school in the team race. Mm -hmm. And the diving is just one other competition. So even though it takes a big chunk of time for most of our divers, it's the reason they're there. There are very few students who are going to qualify in swimming and diving. Diving is a separate sport for divers. They are not generally swimmers and divers. So it is the culminating event for them. However, in Missouri, if you are the state swimming champion, you are the state swimming and diving champion and your athletes diving scores will go into that team total to determine who the state champions are. Yes. Okay. So we have preliminaries and we have finals. If you've been listening to us for a while, we talked about this last year when we were talking about our girls' swimming and diving championships, but I'm gonna remind everyone that this is our only sport, swimming. We've talked a little bit about diving. I'm gonna talk a little bit about how do you qualify as a diver for the state championships. For swimming, we have qualifying times. How are our qualifying times established? So there are consideration
1: qualifying standards, and that's what we call them because they are consideration because not every qualifying time is going to make it to state. There are no districts, though. So the advisory committee is the one that looks at and sets the qualifying standards, and they review that each year. It's the fastest 32 kids who have a qualifying consideration time that are going to come to state. And so then if there's a tie in that 32nd time, then the 33rd, the 32nd and 33rd will come to state.
0: So during the regular season, our swimmers, every time they compete, those times are going to be used to determine, have you met the qualifying standard? So I'm going to go back to the 53. I swim in the 53 and I have reached the qualifying standard. That doesn't mean I necessarily qualify for state because if I come in under 32 in the whole batch of boys that have met that qualifying consideration time, we're going to rank order the whole batch and the top 32 will make it to state. So is it possible that we would not have 32 in any one event? No okay the not any swimming event in any swimming event yes yes Yes. Yes. we could because we didn't have enough in the state who met the qualifying consideration that is correct okay Um, so we have our qualifying considerations
1: online on the michael website and there have been a lot of great swimmers who have
0: met that this so it's not generally going to happen that we won't have at least 32 swimmers meet the qualifying consideration but if we didn't We would not dip into students whose times were just outside of that consideration. That is correct. Okay, so you've got to meet the qualifying consideration time. Yes. If there are more than 32 swimmers who make it, we're going to take the top 32 times. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to come into prelims. And we could have more than 32 swimmers if there is a tie at the 32nd place. Mm -hmm. But in general, our preliminary races, are going. we're going to have four races. We have eight lanes in the pool. We'll have four preliminary races. And we talked about this a little bit last year. We do a kind of seating system so that those top times, we're going to put, you know, really our top eight swimmers are going to get lanes four and five. Mm -hmm. in each of those four heats and then we do circle seating so that we are spreading out the qualifying times in all four heats where in some instances track and field and other kind of swimming meets we might stack them up we'd say well the slowest eight times will be in the first heat the next slowest eight times will be in the second heat that's not what we do we use the circle seating in our preliminary round so that you could have qualifiers to the finals out of every possible heat that is correct.
1: We do combine them a little bit because in the first heat, it is the slowest eight. And then in those next three heats, that's where it's circle seed.
0: Okay, okay, so we circle seed in the three heats. Yes. Slowest eight in the first, yeah. got it. Then we, we are gonna qualify the top 16 times. Mm-hmm. And when we get to finals, we have a championship heat, And a consolation heat. Mm -hmm. And consolation, if you swim in the consolation heat, based on how you perform in the preliminaries, the best you can do is ninth. Correct. And then we're going to take the next scores in the championship heat, and the worst you can do is eighth. Correct. Okay, so... There are those who are into swimming and diving and those who are into the point system. When we come out of preliminaries, the schools are going to be looking at where are our points coming from. And so if you've got a lot of swimmers in championship heats, you know you're in a pretty good spot because you can't do worse than eight unless Mm -hmm. you're disqualified, which happens. But a lot of times we're coming into that. What is very exciting, we have a very exciting championship session at our, our state championships, so we come into that championship session and the wheels are turning for those people. Okay, who is going to come out on top as the school? And in some cases, we have schools who have so many qualifiers in championship heats, it seems to be a foregone conclusion. It happens, yes. And then there are times when you have enough parity among the what's going on that it really isn't a foregone conclusion. Let's see how this is going to play out and things get a little bit exciting when we're dealing with the the team component, correct. Okay, so let's talk about how a diver qualifies for the state championships. Do they have qualifying standards?
1: They do. They have the same process as far as qualifying standards as the swimming does, and
0: those standards are set by the advisory committee each year. Okay, so is it a score? It's obviously not a time. It's a score.
1: There is a particular kind of meet that they have to score, yes, and and so there's a certain score or a certain standard they have to meet in a six-dive meet and a certain score and or a certain score that they have to meet in an
0: 11-dive meet. Okay, great. So diving, we just talked about how swimming is very unique among our sports in that we do not have a district meet. There's no district tournament or district meet for swimming. It's all based on qualifying scores and the rank order of top 32. In diving, we also have this qualifier that qualifies you into the district meet. So we have a district diving meet, both classifications, but unlike any other sport, we do not assign the district sites and which schools dive in which district meet until we find out the final qualifiers for diving. And so here's what could happen if we're not careful. If we, ahead of the season, do a geographic assignment based on schools who are registered in the sport of diving, if we do a geographic assignment and say, okay, well, we'll have one in Southwest, one in Kansas City, and two in St. Louis, which is very typical for our diving, and we start assigning schools, it's possible that we could have one diving meet with, you know, one, two, three divers, and another one with 25 And we only can qualify eight divers out of each meet. So what do we do? How do we make this as equitable as possible?
1: So the diving sites are actually chosen pretty quickly, as quickly as we can, long before the actual assignments are done. Those sites this year are going to be John Johnborough High School, Kirkwood High School, Belton High School, and Blue Springs High School. And those are our four district diving sites. And once those sites are established, and we have some time to look at the numbers coming in and, and and the qualifiers that have met those qualifying standards, then what we do is we go in and those who have declared that they are going to district diving will then be assigned a district and those districts will have an equal number of divers in each of those districts so that they all have a good opportunity to advance to
0: state. Right. So we're trying to make sure we can get a full group of eight qualifiers out of all four districts, and that every diver has just as many divers to beat <laughs> to get yes. there if we can at all. And so There's a lot of quick work that happens because our divers can qualify up to the Friday before that next weekend's district meet. Schools have to know, are they assigned for districts? So they can qualify through the Friday. Then on Saturday and Sunday, you're going to be trying to determine where will all these divers be assigned for their district meets, which will be the following Friday, Saturday.
1: Yes. Okay,
0: which is one week ahead of the state championship. So diving and swimming both, they're very responsive sports to what our student-athletes, what are these boys doing in their regular season as they're qualifying? And as the season ends, we finally have enough data to use to set up the postseason. And that's very unique in our sports in Missouri. So where do we host?
1: We are hosting at the St. Peter's RecPlex This is in St. Peter's, Missouri. We have been hosting there since
0: 1999. And we talked a little bit the other day. We did an episode on our RFP process for helping to choose our venues. There are a few venues that we do not put up for proposal, and that's because they are unequaled in our state. There are only a few venues that can effectively host our championships and in swimming and diving, both boys and girls, the St. Peter's RecPlex is unequaled. It is a fantastic competition facility with enough space for spectators. The deck space is very generous. The opportunity for meat management, the screen, they've got a nice scoreboard there, their sound system, everything is set up for competition and they do host a lot of competition through usa swimming and missouri state high school activities association so we've been there a long time and it's a tremendous facility and the same people have been working there for a long time and they're a great help to us
1: Yes. So this facility, it is an eight-lane pool. They have a diving well, warm-up lane. So this is providing opportunities for our swimmers and divers to get warmed up and, and get acquainted with the facility long before they actually have to perform. There's great seating, enough room for everybody. Concession stand, the deck space for the athletes and the coaches to be there we bring about there's about 400 kids for each class that comes so about 800 kids come and are on that deck in three days and there is room for all of them it gets a little crowded sometimes but there is room The RecPlex staff is amazing, and the the work and the amount of hours that they do prior to that meet and even after the meet is exceptional. The prep work that they put into it, it's a great atmosphere. It's very festive. We have music and the parades for the relays. It's just a really
0: fun event. It is, and it's very difficult to get seats. We have enough space, but the prime seating is generally got Mm -hmm. by families who wait in line (laughs) very early they will be there very early they're not worried they're not going to get in they're worried they're not going to get the prime seating and so uh, really it, it is it's festive it's fun and we enjoy the culture of swimming and diving and, and the boys will come in and those who qualify as teams generally they have a lot of traditions in swimming and diving And so it's fun to have those guys around and this is the culminating event for them let's talk about officials how do we get our officials for our swimming and diving events
1: so the whole process has been a little bit new this year for all of our officials for swimming and diving specifically, we have ten registered Misha swimming and diving officials, and that includes our starter and our referee. And they are chosen based on a new process this year with the coaches' declarations, which just kind of gives us an idea of how much they've been working and how experienced they are throughout the season. And then, very importantly, the coaches' recommendations, and that comes in and, and gives great feedback on who these coaches are recommending, and so that we can get the best of the best. There, we have. Our swimming starter this year, which is Tom Yeager, and our swimming referee this year, which will be Chuck Bremer.
0: Okay, and we've got a new announcer this year. We
1: do have a new announcer. So for about the past 20 years, we've had the same announcer, and he's going to be kind of working behind the scenes with us to get us prepared and get the new announcer trained. But Mary LeGrand from Cape is going to be our new announcer. She's very excited, very honored to be there, and is already working and doing research on making sure that she can make this the best experience possible for everybody there.
0: And boy Swimming and Diving is another of our championships that will be live-streamed on Misha.tv. If you are unable to get to St. Peter's and you have some interest in watching, then come watch the live stream. Remind us of the dates one more time, and then we'll wrap this up. The dates for the Boys Swimming and Diving State Championship
1: is November 9th through the 11th.
0: Okay. Thank you, Stephanie, for coming on the podcast and helping us to preview all of our listeners to the Boys Swimming and Diving Championships in 2023. You've been listening to the Misha All Access Podcast. This is Dr. Jennifer Ruckstad, the Executive Director of the Missouri State High School Activities Association. Thank you for listening to the Misha All Access Podcast and having an interest in Missouri high school activities and athletics. If you enjoyed today's episode of the Misha All Access Podcast or any of the episodes in this podcast, please consider subscribing or liking with your favorite podcast provider. It helps other people find us and we really appreciate you listening and supporting the Missouri State High School Activities Association.